Welcome to Rooted in Curiosity podcast hosted by me, Ashley Goble. So this is my first official episode that we are going to be doing here. And I just wanted to kind of mimic what I would do with other people, but kind of go through my own little life story and how that's developed me into into who I am today. So um, I guess firstly, again, I am 22 years old. I am married and I have four little fur babies that keep me very, very entertained and busy. Um, But yes, so to go back into my life, I don't remember a ton before the age of nine. So we can start around age nine and the big like life event that happened that I can remember is we moved from my childhood home to our now home that my dad still lives in. And I remember that move was like really, really difficult for me. There was change I had in my first childhood home. I had a neighbor that I was really, really close to. We hung out like every second of the day that we could. And I just remember that was really, really hard for me. And you know, another thing that was like super hard, I remember for me to like come to terms with was I was going to be riding a different bus to school. And I thought that was like the biggest, like, oh my goodness, it's going to be the worst thing ever. So it was really hard for me to kind of adjust and transition because we were going from a house that was fully furnished, fully done to a house that was very old and it needed to be completely gutted and redone. So I'm pretty sure my dad, I, my dad knew we were, my sister and I were really, really worked up about the whole, um, like house and we didn't have a room because we had to gut it so my dad focused on getting mine and my sister's room done and then he sent my mom sister and I up to a cabin up north where my aunt she owns a cabin up north in Wisconsin so she he sent us up there so he could finish like the bathroom and kitchen so we could have more of a livable area I remember that was like a huge thing um but yeah my sister her name's Amber she is roughly like six and a half years older than me Um, So we have a really big age gap and that kind of affected our relationship, I would think, because like when I was 12, she was already like 18 living her life. So that was like a really big difference of age and we didn't really become like friends, I guess, until I probably was closer to graduating high school and after I graduated. Um, But anyways, so yeah, I remember the move was really, really hard on me and it affected my mental health. When I was nine, that was like the first time I could really remember that I had some sort of issues with like um, anxiety and depression, unfortunately. Um, It's not uncommon for kids to have those thoughts and feelings and even clinical diagnoses at that age, which is really surprising and kind of sad. But let me get a drink here. But um, when I was dealing with that change... And just a lot of the unknown and being that young, I had a lot of issues with like self-image and my worth as a child. And that's kind of, that's super sad. But like as children, we just want to know that we are loved and belonged. And this isn't like shade to my parents or anything like that, but they grew up similar to how I, not similar how I did, but I would say like their parents weren't super emotionally available from what I know. So they were not super emotionally available parents. So I grew up where I love yous and hugs weren't really a thing. And as a child that can really like affect you and my parents, I always remember my parents never being really lovey-dovey towards each other. And 
soon I will get into that, but they got a divorce. So they didn't really show love towards each other. So growing up, I never had love and affection and I never seen a married happy couple. So that kind of really developed me into the person I was and I will get more into that. But yeah, and then I remember, I would say probably, I don't know how old you'd be in like fourth or fifth grade, but I remember I was getting bullied around that time. I started, I had glasses since third grade, and I just remember glasses, buck teeth, I was always getting made fun of. Um, but social media really didn't become a thing until, or more popular until probably age 13 or 14. And that is when I started to experience like online or like group chat bullying too, which not fun. Um, Instagram and Snapchat were really big. I remember when I was in like probably middle school, like early middle school days and kick. I don't know if you know kick girl. Anyways, um, so I really struggled with just like self issue, self image issues and just really feeling like I fit in and I was worth I was like worth it basically but also around the age 13 I started showing um like health signs of health issues um which we could get into a whole different podcast about my health issues but I started showing health issues I started passing out every now and again um I was having like low blood pressure and heart rate no my heart rate was fine I think I was just having like low blood pressure and stuff like that and I was having issues with um like dumping protein in my urine and stuff so yeah I was just having some random issues they're very vague and all the doctor said I had they're like oh you have skinny white girl syndrome they're like just gain some weight eat some extra salt drink your water and you'll be fine and then that was that but I mean having some health issues that was kind of scary and I remember my mom was super scared because I was having extra protein in my urine and they like tested me for cancer or something. I don't really remember what went on but I was really upset because my mom made it a big deal when they got the test results. Like we went into the um into like the little medical associates in our small town and they gave us the results and my mom was like Amber you have to come my sister and she's like no I don't want to come and I don't know if she knew the extent of it but everything ended up being fine but I just remember how serious like that moment was but anyways that was that um and then again middle school there was just a lot of like online bullying and in-person bullying that I had dealt with and I would seek attention from um, anybody like it was not even just like attention from guys it was just any attention I could receive from anybody to make me feel like I was worth their time I was seeking which again unresolved issues so I was seeking for external like love and all that stuff and then so I was uh, oh, I remember. So my 15th birthday, on my 15th birthday, I got asked out by this boy in my school. Um, and we started dating. That was pretty much it. And I that kind of like fulfilled my um, need for attention and feeling worth something was getting that boyfriend at 15. Oh my goodness. I That seems so young. But yes, I was 15 years old and we were... I think his birthday's in the same month as mine, so we're like very, very close in age, same high school or same school, middle school, high school. Um, so we saw each other a lot, especially during the school year. 
and I played a bunch of sports in high school, which I basically just did that because one, our school was super small and I was, I was a little athletic. Like I had a lot of potential in athletics, but I didn't really care enough to like apply myself in those. But, um, in my school, if you played, the more sports you played and the better you were at sports, the more worth or attention or even just like respect you would get. So again, I was a four sport athlete. I even dabbled in a little bit of bowling too. So I did basketball, volleyball, track for like one year track I did not like and softball and then dabbled in bowling, like I said, for one year, but I really only cared for volleyball and softball. Um, but yeah, so I don't really remember a ton from like freshman year of high school till like junior year. Junior year was a very, very hard year for me. That was 2017. So let, let's just get into 2017. So June 2017, I can remember the date, June 1st, 2017. I just got done playing a softball game and my mom texted me and said, hey, you need to come home. And I was like, oh my gosh, like, why do I need to come home? This is like, you never tell me to come home. Like, I am responsible. I have my own license. Like, I'm watching the baseball game. I'll come home when I'm done. <laughs> I was kind of sassy, but I came home when the baseball game was done. And I remember, like, coming in, dropping my bags down, and my mom's like, we're downstairs. And I was like, what the heck? So I walked downstairs, and I remember immediately seeing my mom and dad's face, and I was like, oh, no, something, like, something's wrong. I was, like, first thing I thought was, like, who died? Like, it was that serious of a face. And I think it was, I don't remember who said it, but one of my parents were like, your your mom and I, your dad and I are getting a divorce. And I was like, no, you're not. Like, what the heck? You guys are not getting a divorce. But funny enough, the weekend before, we went out to Iowa City for my sister's birthday. And we stayed in a hotel and did, like, some stuff as a family. And I remember I was like, hey, I want to ride with Amber and Chase right now and, like, hang out with them. Um, Because we were, like, driving to, like, a restaurant or back to the hotel. And I remember going, Amber, I was like, I think mom and dad are getting a divorce. And she's like, nah, they're going to wait until you graduate high school. And I was like, okay, cool. And then literally that next weekend, I have this conversation with my parents. So one of my parents said, like, da-da-da-da, we're getting a divorce. And I remember just kind of, like, lashing out. And I, like, I think I said some very hurtful words to my mom. Oh, it was my mom that said it because since she said that, she was like, your dad and I are getting a divorce. I said some hurtful words to, to her. And then I immediately started, started crying, and I remember my dad gave me a hug, and he told me, like, it's going to be okay. And my dad is not a big hugger, so I remember, like, that just, like, gave me, like, a like a little bit of security, but then also I felt like my world was falling apart. But I remember going up to my bathroom, and, like, my stress reliever is taking baths. So I got into the bath, I started a bath, and at the time... My boyfriend at the time, I remember he was, like, on some camping trip with his family where he didn't have, like, service or something. So, he had to, like, he's, like, I hiked two miles to take this phone call. And I was, like, okay. And I remember I couldn't say anything on the phone, so I had to text him. And, like, I said my parents were, like, getting a divorce. And I remember at that time he didn't really support me a lot and was just, like, oh, like, it is what it is. But I don't know if that was, like, him projecting his own, like, divorce trauma because his parents were divorced at six um when he was six so he had his own like stuff but he, I just remember not feeling very supported by him so I was just like oh my gosh like this is a lot to take in and my parents are like don't tell anybody because oh, like the whole family doesn't know yet like the extended family I was like okay so then I like 
I remember hyperventilating in my room after I got out of the bath, and that was my first anxiety attack I ever had. And that was, like, I literally thought I was having a heart attack, but I was so upset with my parents that I did not tell them what was going on. And I was, like, the whole hyperventilation, racing heart, and, like, the chest pain and stuff. Oh, my gosh. That was completely awful. But I calmed myself down, and I was, like, okay, we're chilling. Then I remember the next day I reached out to my friend Katrina, and Katrina and her family really were there for me for a lot of this, like, um... Like, during this time, they were there for me a lot, and then, like, the years to come, I would stay at their house a ton, and, like, Katrina's mom and dad treat me like their own, which was so awesome to have that um, support from them, but, so yeah, June 2017, parents got divorced, a lot of trauma, and all that fun stuff, and then, so June, July, August, September, so come September, we, it was like home, yeah, September's homecoming, I think. Yeah, homecoming. So I was getting ready at my boyfriend at the time's house for homecoming. And we were just going to go out to eat ourselves that homecoming. We usually like went out with friends, but that time we just went by ourselves. And I remember at dinner, I was like, hey, like I feel really off, like something bad's going to happen tonight. And he was like, oh no, like it's going to be chill. We're fine. And I was like, okay. And then come to the dance I remember I caught him like uh touching one of my friend's butts and I was like yo dude like that's not cool and I remember getting upset and I kind of like walked out of the dance and like was like what the heck was that like what's going on and um I was like one that's not like that's not okay like you're dating me and then two I was like don't be touching on girls like booties without them like consenting to that like what the heck and then um, I knew I knew something was up, but I wasn't really, like, fully accepting it yet. So then that night, the, he had, like, an after party at his house, which there was, like, no alcohol. It was, like, a very innocent little after party. And I remember he invited this girl that was a year older than us. And that day of homecoming, he, like, went on a convertible ride with her to pick up the convertible for the homecoming parade and I was like oh, I'm not really comfortable with you doing that because I was having like suspicions that there was something going on there um or about to be and he ended up going on the ride and I was like whatever so then at the after party he was like really close like too close for comfort to her and she was like showing interest also and I was like ah, I don't really like what's going on here and then um, so I went home, went to bed that night, and then I went over to his house the next day, and we ended up, like, we stayed up pretty late, so I remember I woke up early, went over to his house, and then I think we might have got, like, breakfast or something, and then we, like, took a nap, and I woke up, and his phone was going off, and I was like, oh, what the heck, so I, like, picked up his phone, and I saw it was a notification from this girl that he's been kind of flirting with, and I was like, oh, man, and then he, at first he just denied it and tried to be like, oh, we're just friends, and I was just talking to her, da-da-da-da. And then a few days later, um, I ended up picking him up in my car and then we went over, we just parked somewhere and talked and I wish I would have recorded this because this would have saved me a lot of like, not, not trauma. It would have saved me a lot of like time, I guess. But I literally was like, did you do this? And like, were you talking with her in the intent of like cheating? And he was like, yes. And I want to be with her or I have a crush on her or whatever he said. So, nobody believed me when I said, like, he was, like, 
like cheating flirting with another girl there was nothing physical that went on at the time but um it was definitely like leaning towards that if I didn't I think if I didn't catch it at that time there would have been more going on um after that like more advanced of cheating is that a thing but anyways so that happened and then like just the my parents going through a divorce and just the family stuff going on and then this breakup it was just a lot for a 17 year old to handle and if you think about it we were coming up on wait we were together we were like friends for a year before so from like 14 to 17 I um dedicated my life to this man (laughs) that sounds so dramatic he wasn't a man he was a boy but um yeah so then that happened and he ended up dating that girl and he ended up kind of like turning he was very you know even though it was a young relationship I don't know if this was like my brain protecting me but he actually was pretty good to me he was very nice and polite and um I mean nobody's perfect at like 14 to 17 but I mean overall he was very nice I was kind of mean because I didn't know how to show love and when people showed love towards me I kind of like went into fight or flight and I was like oh my gosh I don't know how to like handle this or whatever but um he kind of turned and he would like verbally make fun of me in front of people and then I would get like screenshots and messages of him and his friends making fun of me so like that was really hard to go through when I was also dealing with family stuff but so September October so then that October my mom ended up moving out of the house and the divorce was finalized like um mid-September too so it was kind of like I was transitioning with my mom moving out of the house and like having to go back and forth between both parents but again I was 17 so I kind of got to choose but my mom lived closer to like my high school and stuff so it was easier for when I would wake up and like weight lift before school and all that fun stuff but yeah so that was like a really hard time for me and I remember like after you know when you like break up with somebody and this friends try to get with you that was kind of how it went and there was two situations that were like not appropriate at all um two of his friends came to my house to pick me up and I was like mom like I don't want to go and hang out with these like guys like I don't want to and she's like you need to get out of the house go do something so I was like fine whatever so I went out and this I went out to the car these guys picked me up they took me to the one guy's house and they were like let's go play xbox and I've been to this guy's house before so I knew the xbox was up in his room um let me get a drink so we get into his room and um, I turn on the Xbox. I don't even remember what we were playing. It was probably like Fortnite or something. I barely know how to play it. So I was just messing around and my back started to hurt because I was on the edge of the bed kind of hunching over. So I remember I went back to um, just like lean my back against the headboard of the bed and then both guys start to like touch me inappropriately and I just remember like, hey, like, I don't want to do this. Like, please stop. Like, just take me home. Because, again, I didn't have my vehicle. They picked me up and took me there. So, I told them to stop. And I was very aggressive about it because at first they thought I was joking. But I was like, no, stop. Like, don't touch me. And then, um, so, that there was only, like, touching that went on. There was nothing more than that. After I got pretty stern with them, they listened to me and they took me back home. And then one of his other friends came over and some other stuff happened, but nothing happened happened. But he, like, tried to, but I said no. And then his other friend um, asked me to be kind of friends with benefits, I guess. And I said no. Um, So it's just kind of funny to see 
how high school and probably college relationships go. I don't really know. Um, I didn't do a bunch of dating after this. We'll get into that. So I don't think anything else really happened after that. It was just kind of the repetitive of me getting made fun of and bullied and then I just slowly like kept isolating myself and I was hanging out with these two girls um, and we were like really really good friends but we had a lot of our a lot of our own issues and when we hung out sometimes not bad things but not healthy things would happen um, I started to like drink to not feel and I didn't do it a ton but I did it enough where I was like okay this is getting becoming an issue um but yeah so I like was trying to be rebellious and stuff like that but that did not end or that did not last very long because that was just not who I was um thankfully but what am I there's something I can't remember that's on the tip of my tongue oh so my ex that got with a girl that he was like starting to cheat on me with or whatever he broke up with her and started dating one of the girls that were like in my girlfriend group prior to this and I remember there was something she said like her and this one other girl were like oh we weren't even that close of friends and you know that kind of hurt because I was like what I was like if you look like on pictures and how much we like hung out and all that stuff like we like we hung out as childs like we were childhood best friends and I was just like oh like that kind of sucks but this one girl that he started to date after the initial girl, I remember one time we were at her cousin's house and she like started bawling um, to me because she wanted to be closer friends with her cousin and she's like, I don't have as close a relationship as you do to her and like all this stuff. This was like middle school and I remember she's like, there's also something she's like, I used to play teacher and every time I'd play teacher, I would pick your name to be Ashley. So it was just kind of funny that she, like, I don't know if she, like, looked up to me. I don't, I don't really know what it was, but it was kind of, like, suspicious if you look at it. She, like, she always used my name when she was, like, playing growing up. And then um, she cried to me and said she wanted my friends that I had and how close I was with them. <laughs> and then she dated my boyfriend. Uh, and, like, she, I think she just really wanted that, like high school experience like she was dating the running back on the varsity team and then she went out I think for cheer that year or something and was cheering at his games I can't remember but it was just kind of funny like how that all played out and then now in college her like she had to do the student teaching or something I don't know my mom like told me about it but I didn't really listen and she did it out here in Arizona and that's not where I live my hometown's back in Iowa and I was just like girl Come on. But anyways, I just thought that was funny. Um, but so towards the end of high school, my senior year, I considered graduating early, but my dad convinced me to stick it out and do softball that year because I was really not wanting to do softball. I just wanted to be done with school, but ended up going out for softball. I think that was like that team there. It was not very good. It was a developmental like year where we were really working and bringing up um, people um, but I think a few years later they got better, so that's good for them. But anyways, um, so let's let's go back a little bit, a little little bit. So this was October of 2017. So uh, literally like a few weeks after my ex and I broke up, I was at a volleyball tournament with my team, and we went to um, Comanche, which is like 
an hour and a half away from my hometown and I was playing in a volleyball tournament. I remember I was like warming up for the game and there was this guy sitting by himself in all pink and I was like that guy's kind of cute and um I followed some girls from this high school so I like stalked them and I found this guy Seth my current husband and I was like oh my gosh like I think he's cute so I followed him on all my social medias and then I went ahead and slid into his dms and we were like best friends for about a year but I did cut him off for like three months Seth just showed me unconditional love no matter how like rude and friend zony I was with him he just really showed me unconditional love which I can't thank him enough for that but um we were friends for that whole year and he he was there with me when my mom was going through it because of the divorce I um, maybe I shouldn't get into that but yeah so anyways my mom was going through it and Seth was there with me um, living with me at my mom's that next, so a year later, and that was probably, so April of 2019, Seth and I went, I was still in high school, Seth and I went to Arizona together, and then when we came back, he ended up moving in with me. So, I was finishing up my school year, starting softball, and Seth was living with me, which, bless up, that man is a saint. That summer, I don't, that summer was fine. I don't remember anything too significant happening. I did move in. So we were living with my mom. We went ahead and we moved in with my dad because that was closer to the college that Seth and I were going to attend. And so that was, we started college at a community college in August of 2019. And I started a nursing school January 2020. And then that spring COVID happened or the pandemic happened. So that was kind of like that. I feel like that was hard on everybody, especially like when we were not allowed to leave our house. Like that was very dramatic. I remember. So literally we got home from Minnesota. We took a trip to Minnesota to visit the Rochester Mayo Clinic and we went up into the Mall America and stuff. And that night, I remember I couldn't sleep because I was like, am I going to school tomorrow? Like, what is happening? And we got an email like that morning, like, hey, classes are canceled until further notice. We're going to extend spring break. And I was like, oh my gosh, like, this is legit. I didn't know this was really happening. So um, classes were canceled for a little bit and they just had to figure out how we were going to do online nursing school, which was very interesting. Luckily, we only missed out on like two clinicals. It was like the OR and long-term care. So we didn't miss out on like the really important clinicals, but just being stuck at home can really affect your mental health. Seth was like having to drag me out of bed. I was spending 18 plus hours in bed, 11 plus hours on my phone. Um, But that... So, August 2019, I did start therapy through my college for free, and that therapist literally changed my life. Thankful for her. But during this whole COVID time, it was she had to figure out how she was going to meet with patients, so that she did the whole Zoom thing. But um, I was needing to go in person because I was doing uh, EMDR therapy, which I feel like is becoming more known. And typically, it's for people who went through traumatic events that caused them significant emotional outbursts or emotional stress 
in their daily life. So I went through EMDR and that really helped and it kind of got me out of that little funk of like the anxiety and depression that I was experiencing. And then I think I started meds, um, like antidepressants. I think it was like July of 2020 or something like that. And that really also helps. It just like, I, I know I'm kind of talking about my life, but there are little bits and pieces that I haven't really touched on just because I don't really know the full story because I was too young. Um, but let's just say something between the ages four and six happened to me that I don't have very much memory of. But when I was completing the EMDR therapy, that came up. Um, and you don't realize your brain really protects you um, as a child. So a lot of your trauma does come up like later on in life. And sometimes it doesn't make sense because it's like, wait, did I dream that or did that actually happen? So kind of like speaking with a therapist can help you figure that out. But Anyways, so between like therapy, meds, and then in April 2020, I kind of started like diving into Christianity and I really found and developed a relationship with God, which really helps me with my everyday life. I won't get too much into it on this podcast for this episode at least. And, um, but yeah, like that brought me a lot of like peace and comfort when I developed a relationship with God. So... We got through COVID nursing. I graduated. Hallelujah. It was hard just with all the unknown of like COVID and stuff. But so Seth and I knew we wanted to move out before we moved to Arizona because yeah, we had plans to move to Arizona across the country. But anyways, so we moved out to this income-based apartment that literally rent was $21 a month, which was awesome. I wish we could still have that. But the reason it was that is because um, it's off your income and Seth was working like an eight hour, eight dollar an hour job or something and I wasn't working. I was like working for cash, um, just like nannying and stuff because I didn't work a ton because I was in school. So that college was kind of a bless up or that college, that apartment was a bless up. So we were able to like live out on our own and be responsible for like groceries and rent and other um, expenses. I think like our monthly bills were like four to six hundred dollars, which, oh my gosh, I wish that was still the case. But anyways, so we did have plans of moving to Arizona and that happened December of 2021. So we packed up a Cess car and we like kind of put like our essentials in there because we were literally only taking one vehicle at that time and we had two cats that we had to um, take with us. So we went ahead and we, oh my gosh. So we packed up the, packed up the cats, packed up our essentials and we went off on our way um, like one early morning. It was like six days after I finished nursing school and we weren't even like out of Iowa yet and Seth ended up going, like falling asleep, going off the road and we almost hit like a guardrail. Oh my gosh, it was so scary and at that time, I we just got our one cat, so our female cat was not, oh my gosh, our female cat was not, like, best friends with our male cat yet, but after, like, that traumatic event they went through together where they were just getting shook around their little crates because they were separated, I put them together, and then they were best friends after that. Um, but we ended up making it to Arizona. I think we did a two-day two, two day trip. 
or did we do no yeah we did a two-day trip because one time we drove and we made it 24 hours that was rough um we made it a two-day trip we arrived and then we moved into our apartment and then like three weeks later my dad comes with my car with the rest of our stuff so when moving out here Seth and I came with no furniture no mattress no nothing so we literally just came with like our clothes and um clothes and a few blankets and that was that was pretty much it some decor we did like accumulate some like kitchen utensils and stuff like that so we didn't have to buy a bunch of stuff but so December when we moved out here Seth and I technically did not have a job isn't that that's so scary but we did not have a job we had like possible jobs that we were like looking into but I did not take my NCLEX or my nursing boards until January. So December, early or mid-December till late January, we didn't have like a, a real job. I found this job um, called Hand and Hound out here. It's like a pet sitting and dog walking. And I was doing that until I finally got my nursing job um, late January. So I'm like a week and a half in my job, okay? And I get COVID because Seth had COVID because I think he got it from playing with his buddies. And I think by now Seth was working at the Footprint Center out here in Arizona. And I think he might have got it there even though like we were still masking up because it was still mandatory. Um, he got COVID. But tricker is I had some underlining issues that remember I talked about when I was like 13 that COVID worsened. So I was like, I was like, oh, I got COVID. It'll just be a little cold. I'm fine. Cause that's what happened to Seth. I got sent off of work for five days. And every time I would like walk to the bathroom or just like sit up or get up in general, like I felt my heart rate spiking. And I was like, oh my gosh, like this doesn't feel good. I don't know what's going on. Like this is awful. So it started out pretty subtle. Like I could really feel like my heart rate going up and I would get short of breath and dizzy, but I wasn't like passing out and nothing else was really going on. So I was just like, eh, whatever. And then, so that was early February 2022, and then late February 2022, we're just sitting around at the house um, or apartment, and we only had the two cats at the time, and our one cat, she was a female, a little older, she was like six, she just turned six, and all of a sudden, she just like has like this like little seizure in front of us, and then goes stiff, and then like literally passes away right in front of us. Oh my gosh, that was so scary. So we were freshly out here in Arizona. We did not have established a vet or anything yet. So we scooped her up and we took her to an emergency vet. Unfortunately, they pronounced her dead at the time because I knew I knew she was, but Seth had hope. And um, being a nurse, I was like, nah, like she lost control of bowel bladder and I heard her last breath. So unfortunately, Scout passed away. And then our cat that we still have, Squeakers, he's a very social animal and... We, he was howling and like whining for his sister and I could not handle it. So literally the next day, it was really hard for me, but the next day we went and got another cat named Luca, who we still have. Um, her previous owners passed away. But anyways, so we got squeakers and I was still dealing with like these heart rate issues. Um, but I ended up going to a cardiologist and just like a primary care provider and they just put me on propranolol and kind of was like, eh, you got anxiety. And I was like, Awesome. Thanks. Um, so again, I was just having vague, mild symptoms for the rest of that year. Um, but come November 2022, I ended up leaving that hospital that I was currently at. Some wild stuff happened at that hospital. I could maybe go into that someday. I don't know. I was kind of shading that hospital, but 
Oh my gosh. Anyways, okay, so November 2022, I left that hospital. In December 2022, I got a job offer at another hospital out here in Arizona, and I started working there. Um, unfortunately, I kept getting sicker and sicker. More symptoms were occurring, and it was just, it was not great. Um, and then finally, I got into a doctor at that hospital that I was currently working at, and they're pretty well known um, throughout the nation. And they were able to get me diagnosed with POTS and possible autonomic neuropathy, which we now um, know that I have because we'll see in a minute. So February 2023, I got diagnosed with POTS. March 2023, I was at work and I was like, oh my gosh, I don't feel good. And I looked down at my Apple Watch and my heart rate was literally like 170 and I was like, I'm going to pass out. So I had to like put my sit in a chair, put my legs up and tilt my head back um, to just kind of not get rid of that feeling of like I was going to pass out. So I messaged my PCP or primary care provider and she's like, yeah, you're not returning to work. So she took me out of work like automatically. And I was like, what? Like what's going on? And so I ended up going on short-term disability at that time. And from March to May of 2023, I was off work. And then When I returned to work, let's try outpatient and see how that goes. So I was working as an outpatient nurse from May till September 2023. And I was coming to the end of this like long-term assignment where I was at a desk position working as a nurse. So I was at a desk position. So even though my health was like declining and not doing great, as long as I'm sitting, I'm fine because that's just how POTS works. It's like you're allergic to gravity and your blood does not like to go where it's supposed to go. And so... My supervisor was like, we need to get restrictions from your provider so we know how we could best accommodate you. So I was like, okay. And I've been avoiding getting restrictions because I knew as soon as I got the restrictions that I was not going to be able to work. And I was like, dang it. So I got the restrictions and literally my disability rep at my employer was like, yeah, you're not able to be in this position anymore. So she sent me off on medical leave again. So here I am still on medical leave. It's now, what, October 19th that I'm filming this, and I'm still on medical leave. Um, And I think early November, I'm going to run out of short-term disability, and I've been trying to avoid long-term disability, but I'm looking for jobs, but due to my limit experience as a nurse and um, my BSN that was supposed to complete this November is on hold because I'm not able to complete my in-person field experience, so... But luckily, my university is finally working with me to get that done. But yeah, so all this junk that has happened to me, I mean, I would say early on, like, I had a lot of, like, honestly, trauma that happened to me and just, like, I didn't have a lot of nurturing and that really developed me into who I am today, I would say, but I feel like therapy and meeting Seth really, really, really helped me with that because Seth showed me how to love. My therapist, I had two, helped me kind of figure out why I was having all these like negative feelings and stuff and figure out how to navigate that and how to change my thinking and kind of rewire my brain. Um, But I did need a little help from meds there for a bit. But yeah, I mean, I still struggle with like showing love. Um, Like, I tell my kids, my kids as in my fur babies and Seth, like, that I love them and stuff, but sometimes it's really hard for me to open up to other people and 
like say like I love you and like all that stuff because nobody ever told me that as a kid or just like physical touch can be hard for me sometimes too um just because I didn't get a lot of physical touch as a kid and um I was inappropriately touched also so there there was just a lot of like negative um experiences surrounding that but I've been getting a lot what was that buddy I've been getting a lot better um overall with that but yeah, I think now I just really find pride in helping others or I just feel very good and like I have a purpose in helping others with like their nursing career. So like I tutor nursing students, so I love tutoring nursing students and see them succeed in their um, education and then pass the NCLEX so then they can go on to be nurses. I help others like find resources and just tell them my story about my mental health journey more in depth. This was a, like, I feel like I really just touched the surfa surface for everything on here, but yeah, so like I will help others find resources and let them know that they're not alone, someone loves them, and they, their life is worth it, and just like being there for them, um, and then even just working as a nurse, like as a nurse, it's a very like caring and compassionate job, like it takes a very special person to be a nurse or just a proficient slash good nurse in general, but I loved being a nurse when I was able to work. Um, I did want to be a trauma nurse at, I probably would be close to it by now if, um, if my health did not restrict me in that sense. But I guess I'm kind of in the midst of a big life change with my health stuff going on. I mean, I've been to 50 plus doctor's appointments this year alone and um, I've been I've been quite sick to where it's hard for me to get in and out of bed. Even just setting up my little podcast like setup that I have here right now, I was I was feeling very ill, and I had to like take a second to gather myself because any little movement or anything like that, I don't feel good. And like I haven't, I go from not being able to eat because I have such severe stomach pain to like everything goes through me, and I but I want to keep eating because I'm hungry, and then. It's just, it's a mess. And, like, new things come up. Like, I started having hives all over my hands, like, um, two weeks ago. And then I had, like, eczema, too, or something. So, now I have to, like, it's finally healing up. But I had to be on, like, the steroid cream and then these antihistamines and junk. So, it's just, like, new issues keep coming up and it's kind of annoying. But we're, we're, I think we're getting closer into figuring out how to treat my POTS for me specifically. I'm actually on a heart failure medication that, like, you have to get approved by insurance and it's a whole mess, but it's, I've failed all the other medications for dysautonomia and autonomic neuropathy, so we're kind of, like, on our last leg here, but hopefully this will start helping me so I'm able to get back into just, like, working in general. Like, I don't even, like, I do care what I do for work, but, like, at this point, I just want a job. Like, I am... I've been working since I was 14. Like, this is the longest I've went, like, not working if I wasn't in school. Like, but even in school, I was still nannying and stuff. So, it's it's very weird for me. But, anyways, um, yeah, I, I don't know. But, also, just with, like, what I went through, I found that hurt people hurt people, which you hear that all the time. But, like, how I went back to my boyfriend that I had in high school once we kind of, like, broke up and he kind of, like, switched and was very hurtful to me. 
looking back, I, I try not to give this guy very much grace. God says forgive all because he forgave. Um, but I try to give him grace because he was going through a breakup too. And he was hurt. He had a rough life also. So I try to give him grace now looking back. But am I going to be best friends with this dude? No, I haven't talked to him since probably I graduated. I don't even know. Um, but yeah, hurt people hurt people. So just try to be nice to everybody. Everybody has a story and everybody is going through their own battles, even day to day. Sometimes it's even hard for people to just get out of bed, even though they're not physically sick. There's stuff going on upstairs that's just not clicking. It's hard. Life is hard, but know you're not alone and that people love you. So towards the end of my podcast, I want to do like have my guests do like best advice. Like what's your best advice that you could give somebody? I couldn't just narrow it down to one. I have two. So best advice is quality over quantity. And that is like that goes for a ton of different things in life, but like quality friends and quality people around you over quantity. Like coming out to Arizona, I'm going to be out here for almost two years in December. And I have found one to two friends that are just super nice. Like I've met a ton of other people, but they weren't quality, which that's not, that's not any shade or anything towards them. It's just we personalities have to click morals have to click and just interests have to click in that they didn't they didn't click like we didn't click together that's a lot of click click but um but yeah I found uh two people that I just really vibe with and we have the same morals and outlooks on life so it's just very easy for us to hang out even if it's not like we're not hanging out every week we can still text or we can catch up very easily Um, and then what you consume is what you become. So just be very mindful of like what you're consuming on social media, what conversations, conversations you're having with people and, um, like what music, what YouTube are you listening to and stuff? Because I found the more like, the more I consume of like the music that I listen to in like middle school and high school, the more like sad and depressed I get. But when I'm listening to music that is more uplifting and motivating, I'm vibing and I'm chill, you know? So just be mindful of what you're consuming. And something that kind of broke my heart recently is I was talking to one of my, I'll say, I'll say friends, but she's also a family member. Um, like, yeah, anyways, um, I was talking to her and She said it's very hard for her to be alone because her own mind is betraying her in a sense. So I used to be in a similar situation where being alone was like so scary and hard because my own thoughts would just take over. Your head should be or like your head, your headspace, your thoughts should be a safe place. Just how you talk to yourself, like that takes a huge toll on your overall well-being. So again, Going to therapy, figuring out what's going on, like, why am I having these thoughts, what happened, or what was said to me that made me have this belief about myself, and just rewiring your brain and having, like, doing those little affirmations that might sound, like, daunting or even, like, dumb, just, like, I am worth it, I am beautiful, just, like, all those little affirmations and how you speak to yourself will rewire your brain because, like, I can be alone with my thoughts now and I'm chilling. But if you asked me that, like, three, four years ago, Seth couldn't leave me because I would have, like, these bad thoughts and it could escalate. So, again, 
Your thoughts in your head should be your safe place, not something that you should be afraid of. All right. Thank you for tuning in on this podcast. Next week, we'll have a guest on for the next episode. Please like and subscribe if you're watching on YouTube. Please share and leave a review on this podcast. You can get the podcast on Spotify, Apple, and or um, I have a podcast website link that you can get down below. And thank you for listening and I hope you guys have a good rest of your day. Bye guys!